Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, distribute it everywhere, and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And when you want to take conversations with your family, to the next level, Q&As and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, I feel so supported in the creation and distribution of my show. Spotify for Podcasters hosts masterclasses, office hours, and more to help creators develop and fine-tune their skills. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. I'm definitely the type of person that is more like a dear diary. I don't write dear diary, okay? Not a dear diary girl. But personal journals, personal things, that's typically what I write about. You journal for you. You write for you. I think that we're really used to writing something and having it be graded, like turning in your homework or something. That's how we're taught to write is literally write this, you're going to get a grade. But the cool thing about journaling is that it's literally for you. No one else is going to see it. <laughs> literally no one else is going to see it. So it doesn't even have to be legible to anybody but you. The whole purpose of journaling is really to get out of your head and into something else. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to her back to the show. Thank you so much for clicking on today's episode. I said it on Tuesday's episode and I was right. I felt it coming and here we are. I've been sick all week, okay? I'm not feeling 100%, but I'm here. We're here. We're doing it and it's going to be a good one. Um, it's going to be like a, a small one, but a good one and one that has been very, very highly requested Today we're going to talk about all things journaling, but before we get into that, I've got to set the scene for you guys. I am currently, as we speak, putting YouTube on my TV so I can turn on my little Yule log and have a fireplace going in my living room. I got to set the vibes in the house. I've got the Christmas tree on. The sun is starting to set a little bit. I think after I record this, I'm going to take my little sick booty outside and sit outside for like 15 minutes and I'm going to have to bundle because it's chilly 
but I know that the outdoors will be good for me. And I honestly can't remember the last time I sat outside, which is probably horrible, but it's just been so bitter cold that I haven't been interested. But I think I need some fresh air. So I'm going to go sit outside. Maybe I'll make a cup of decaf, chill for a little bit, and it'll all be good. Okay, we finally got the Yule Log going. Had a couple ads. Wait, no, I don't want to try premium. What even is YouTube premium? Is it even worth it? I don't know. You guys tell me. All right, let's go ahead and get into the topic of today's episode, which is all things journaling, best practices, what to write, all the things. A question that I hear so often is, I want to start journaling, but I don't know what to write. And I'm here to tell you, if you don't take away a single thing from your epi- from this episode besides this, let it be this. You journal for you. You write for you. I think that we're really used to writing something and having it be graded, like turning in your homework or something. Because really, that's what that's how we're taught to write is literally write this, you're going to get a grade, and you turn it in at the end of the day. But the cool thing about journaling is that it's literally for you. No one else is going to see it. <laughs> literally, no one else is going to see it. So it doesn't even have to be legible to anybody but you. Sometimes I'll go back and read stuff from like six months ago, a year ago, whenever, And I'll be like, what is this word? What did she mean by this? I have no clue. And that's because at the time, it's really just your brain putting its thoughts onto paper and getting it out there. The whole purpose of journaling is really to get out of your head and into something else. I view journaling as kind of a similar practice to working out. It's very therapeutic for me. And um, I said that today in class, I told my students you know get out of your head and into your body and this is your mat your journey your 45 minutes your journey your workout your experience take what you want leave what you don't all those little like instructorisms that get tossed around I've definitely adopted those and coached them in my classes but I think that it really is true like your mat your journey your 45 minutes your workout take what you want leave what you don't same thing with journaling We've all heard those in workout classes, whether it's yoga, Pilates, spin, whatever it is. And honestly, I have beef with instructors that like over cue and get mad when you're not doing what they tell you to do because your workout should be, this is a little side note, a little rant here, but your workout should really be your experience. And I'm all for being told to push a little bit harder, no doubt about it. But like I was in a yoga class one time and I'll never forget it. The instructor got so nitpicky with a student over how to do a pose and she was just doing a different variation of it that the teacher didn't cue and this poor student was like embarrassed because the teacher was calling them out and so that to me was just a big moment like a big learning moment as a student and an instructor that you a shouldn't call people out if they're not doing exactly what you want them to do and b truly your mat your journey you do it exactly how you want to do it the same thing applies to journaling your journal your journey it can be whatever you want it to be and you don't have to do what a tiktoker tells you to do you don't have to do something just because you saw it on pinterest there's all kinds of journal options out there and there's all kinds of organizational strategies and planners and all these different mechanisms that can help you journal and help you help to kind of pull the thoughts out of you but ultimately you are in charge of what the piece of paper says 
You can be as flat as you want or you can be as deep as you want. And for me, it just depends on the day. It just depends on how I'm feeling, how I'm doing, how much time I have, all those things. So we're going to dive really deep into my journaling strategy and really what to write, my best practices. I updated my Amazon shop page. So if you guys want to check out what journals I prefer and what pens I use, um, I guess I'll just tell you guys too, but I'll leave a link in the show notes. I love the moleskin large or extra large notebooks. I do prefer a hardcover over a soft cover because I feel like the hardcover is just easier to write. Um, but you could do a soft cover too. But I love the moleskin. I just appreciate those journals a lot. And then for pens, I just use like your run of the mill BIC, BIC, whatever. Is it, is it BIC? I don't know. Pen with a cap that you take it off. I prefer black ink over blue ink. That's just a personal preference. But I'm not a big like flare pen girl. In high school I was, but not anymore. You can also find a similar journal at Staples, the True Red brand. Um, They've got a good extra large notebook. I haven't ordered from them in a while, but I typically just go on Amazon and just reorder the same journal when when I'm out of paper in my current one. There once was a time where I felt really not fantastic. I was stressed all the time. I felt like I couldn't focus. I was really foggy in my mind and I felt so sluggish. And that was a not so fun time for me. But if you're a longtime listener, you know that I have been drinking AG1. And ever since I started to drink AG1, all of those symptoms have completely vanished. When I started drinking AG1, I could totally feel a difference in my energy levels. I felt more relaxed. I felt like it was way easier to focus. And that's because AG1 is a foundational nutrition supplement that supports your body's universal needs like gut optimization, stress management, and immune support. Since 2010, AG1 has led the future of foundational nutrition, continuously refining their formula to create a smarter, better way to elevate your baseline health. So this episode's all about journaling, and you guys know journaling's definitely part of my morning routine, but alongside my journal and my coffee, I love to sip my AG1, and it has just become such a staple in my daily routine because I actually was able to replace my multivitamin with AG1, and I love that every scoop includes digestive enzymes, prebiotics, probiotics, adaptogens, truly all the things. I got my mom hooked on it and she's a wellness girly too. You guys know that. She's recommended it to all of her clients. Lexi, my sister and roommate drinks it as well. She drinks my entire stash that's in the fridge. I've got friends that come over and ask for the travel packs. Everyone in my life loves AG1 and we want you to try it too. AG1 is the supplement that I trust to provide the support that my body needs daily and that's why they've been a partner on this podcast for so long. If you want to take ownership over your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3, K2, and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash 8020. That's drinkag1.com slash 8020. Check it out. Did you know that over 60% of Americans say that the most useful second language in the U.S. is Spanish? I totally agree, and that's why I've been taking some time to brush up on what I didn't really learn in high school, 
with Babbel. Instead of paying hundreds of dollars for a private tutor or fooling yourself with language apps that are a little bit more like games, Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 150 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations. All of Babbel's tips and tools for learning a new language are approachable, accessible, and rooted in real-life situations. Babbel's courses are super fun, super convenient, and they've helped me learn real-life conversation skills. So from asking where the bathroom is to ordering food, I've been having so much fun brushing up on my Spanish and learning new skills. Studies from Yale, Michigan State, and other universities continue to prove that Babbel is better. For instance, one study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester in college. That statistic is insane. With over 10 million subscriptions sold, Babbel is real language learning for real conversations. So we have a special limited time offer for our listeners to get you started right now. Get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for 8020 listeners at babbel.com slash 8020. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash 8020. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash 8020. Rules and restrictions may apply. Journaling best practices. We kind of already talked about the number one rule in my opinion, which is to get over the idea that there's a right way to do this. I'm going to pitch a couple ideas, but these are ultimately up to you. You can take them and adapt them, or you can take them and say, Lily, those are bad ideas and go do whatever you want. But first, I think that it's really important to remember why you want to journal in the first place. If you've never been a big writer, journaling can be hard to get into. And similar to any wellness strategy, it's not for everyone. It might be one of those things that just doesn't, you don't really see the benefits because you don't really like writing. But if you're a creative person, if you have a lot of thoughts and a lot of feelings, journaling might be for you. I think it takes some self-awareness to realize this, but if you're the type of person that just talks and talks and talks about issues that you have in your life, especially to other people, journaling can be a really good strategy because you might be able to pinpoint some things that are bothering you. You might be able to come to some conclusions through journaling, which we'll talk about in like the prompt slash what to write section of this in just a second. Um, But I think that you should really discover a why. And your why can be as simple as I want to journal because I want to understand myself better or I want to journal because I have I have some things to say and I don't think that my things that I need to say are for everyone to listen to. So find your why and then number two is to dedicate a time. I prefer the morning. I like to make my coffee. I sit with my Bible. I do my devotion, my little Bible study and then I will typically journal and This is just an opportunity for me to have some quiet time by myself and think about things. Lately, I've also been into before bed journaling. I just had some thoughts and I think too, when you write, you come to ideas that you wouldn't have realized if you were just laying there thinking about it. And so at night, I've just kind of been overthinking some things lately. So I pulled out my journal and it's been a really good strategy for me, but dedicate a time in your day to journaling. And I think in the morning is a really good time and at night is a really good time. And the third best practice that I wanted to share with you guys is to set a goal, a page goal, a time goal. Honestly, I recommend a page goal because it might take you 
five minutes to fill three pages or it might take you 30 minutes to fill three pages. I've had times in my life where I've struggled to fill half a page and times in my life where I haven't been able to stop writing. So it just depends on what's going on, where you're at. And I think that just allowing yourself to reach a certain page goal is super important, especially if you're just getting started. It encourages you to continue writing as well. Um, There's a practice by Julia Cameron. It's called Morning Pages. And there's a really cool book. I'll link it in the show notes about Morning Pages. Um, But essentially that practice is to write three full pages right when you first wake up in the morning. I personally think that that three-page goal is a really good goal. So if you're not quite sure where to start, I would say three pages is a solid number. Um, And just encourage yourself to keep writing. Oftentimes around page like one and a half is where things start to get really good. So just keep going. And if you don't know what to write, that's cool because I'm about to pitch you some ideas. I'm definitely the type of person that is more of like a dear diary. I don't write dear diary. Okay. I'm not a dear diary girl, but personal journals, personal things, people, places, things, feelings. And I recently learned that this is also called stoic journaling, which is a reflective, purposeful practice that helps to cultivate a deep understanding of your thoughts, feelings, and actions. And I was like, hmm, okay. So like major self-awareness opportunity here to write about your thoughts, feelings, and actions or other people's thoughts, feelings, and actions. And that will help you better understand yourself, better understand others. So a little bit more about stoic journaling because I think it's really interesting. Um, It says that it encourages Stoics to take a few minutes each day to look inward and reflect on their current situations, feelings, and emotions, helps them become more aware of their thoughts and feelings, enabling them to make more conscious decisions. I would totally agree. I think that journaling helps you to become more self-aware. Have you ever watched a reality TV show and you think to yourself, wow, when that person watches back this reality TV show in six months or whenever it airs, they're going to be completely embarrassed by their behavior and they are going to have a major wake up call. That's how I feel when I journal sometimes because you really see on paper what you're doing and why you're doing it. And sometimes you can call yourself out and call yourself higher because what you're doing and what you're writing is like embarrassing. That happens a lot when I like have a crush on someone. I'm like, oh, like I really like this person. And then I'm like, okay, well, why do I really like them? Is it convenient? Do I actually like them? And then why am I feeling like maybe they don't like me as a reflection of myself, self-esteem, whatever? We could go deep into that one day. But I definitely think that a personal journal approach, journaling through your feelings, your thoughts, actions, can be really, really beneficial and help you improve self-awareness on a whole nother level. Another thing that you can write about is a gratitude list. This is a really simple practice. You could do this on a sticky note if you wanted to. I talk about gratitude all the time on the pod, and I definitely think that it's a major key to happiness. It's actually been proven as a major key to happiness. Um, Writing down things that you're grateful for is a great, great way to just connect with what you have. And I think when we find contentment in the here and now, it's a lot easier to just be happy in general. Um, so make a gratitude list. I try to make it different every day, whether it's three things or 10 things or 15 things, just jot down a couple items that you're grateful for and try to make them different. And I always try, if I write down a person's name, send them a text, 
let them know that you're thinking about them and that's just always a cute little thing to do it's fun to be on the receiving end of a hey I'm thinking about you text you know another prompt that you could participate in is you could answer a couple questions some of my favorites are how am I feeling today how do I want to feel today is there something that I can do that will change my life today what is one thing I can do that will get me closer to where I want to be Oftentimes, those questions will unlock things that you didn't know that you had in you. Um, The question, what is something that I can do to get me closer to where I want to be? Well, that requires you to think about where you want to be. And that requires you to think about what are you doing or what are you not doing to get you closer to where you want to be. So kind of back to that self-awareness point, it requires you to check in and be like, okay, what am I doing? What am I not doing? Am I getting closer to where I want to be? Where do I even want to be? That's a big question um, in and of itself. So I think finding prompts online is a great option. But oftentimes if you Google like journal prompts, there's like 10,000 of them. So sticking with like a solid like three or four good ones that you really like, I think are super important. Don't like pre-write your journal prompts too. Because oftentimes if you write one and then say it's like journal prompt one, how am I feeling today? and then say you skip like six lines and then you write number two how do I want to feel today you're only giving yourself six lines to write what if you decide that you want to write way more than that you're capping yourself you're kind of like cutting yourself off when there's potential to dig deeper there so I would definitely not pre-write your journal prompts and just let your mind flow honestly too sometimes it's fun to pick one prompt And try to do like three pages just off of one prompt and see what you find. Because how am I feeling today? It's one thing to be like, oh, like I'm okay. You know, I'm kind of sore from my workout. But I also kind of feel sad because I feel like I'm not where I want to be or something like that. And then say like your line space is up. You're just going to stop writing when there's so much more to that those couple sentences right it's like okay well I'm sore for my workout okay cool like what'd you do to work out tell me about that was it a good workout did you like it how was the coach did you are you seeing benefits from this workout is it a good kind of sore are you going to go to the gym again today you're doing good but you're kind of sad because why talk about that okay well I'm sad because I'm not where I want to be okay cool well where do you want to be and then we get back into the whole where do you want to be thing so keep asking yourself questions and maybe respond to what you say as a question almost like if you write I'm feeling good then maybe your next sentence is I'm feeling good because whatever a really great routine is to just keep expanding on this sentence beforehand don't like write a run-on sentence but like just keep expanding on the idea and see what you find because that can be really interesting sometimes as well that is all I have for you today about all things journaling Ultimately, what it comes down to is you just connecting with yourself. It really is a meditative practice. It's an activation. It is a way to just increase self-awareness and help you cope with things that are going on in your life. And there's really no right way to do it. So don't get overwhelmed over the having the perfect pens and the perfect setup and all this stuff. Literally, crack open a piece of paper. You could write it on the back of a napkin. I don't care. Like literally do whatever you want to do. There's no right way to do this. There's no wrong way to do it. I'll leave some links in the show notes of the stuff that I use in case you guys need a good launch pad, but find what works for you. If 
you know, if you don't like a big journal, maybe you write on a spiral notebook or something. I don't know. Whatever you prefer, it's your your journal journey. You don't have to do what I do. So that is all I have for you guys today. Thank you so much for listening. Also, don't forget to enter the holiday giveaway. All you have to do is leave a review on Apple Podcasts, screenshot that review, and send it to hello at lilyrayco.com, and you get entered into a chance to win either an espresso or two tickets to Podcast Movement Evolutions in LA in March, and I will be there, so I can't wait to see you there. I'm excited to see who wins, but yeah, okay, that's kind of all I have for you guys. I love you so much. Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope that you have a great rest of your day, and I will talk to you very soon. Bye.